Good morning as we continue the series on words this morning, powerful words. I want to use the word courage. Uh, as I was going back, I realized, man, I preach on this subject more than I thought, but they're always from different passages, different angles. And this is just one of those words that I thought was really important to us as followers of Jesus. If you have the Bible, I'd invite you to turn over to Daniel 6. I love the book of Daniel. It's very prophetic in nature. And uh, Daniel was a young man that purposed in his heart not to defile himself and would only eat the, the, the clean food and the raw vegetables and, uh, and would uh, undergo, or he would just you know, undergo an incredible opposition and odds because he was a man that just had uncompromising faith. And when I look at the life of Daniel, I think, man, a man's man, a man of courage. And when we look at him today, I, I, I think the big thought when you walk away from here, I'm, I'm hoping you're saying, you know, I want to be more courageous in my faith. We, we started with a song this morning. It was thematic. It was, you make me sissy. It was a great song. We always enjoyed, that wasn't the name of the song. You make me brave. It could have been, you make me Courageous, but it, it just, I think uh, somebody had already written a song about courageous. But, uh, but, but I like that. You make me brave. And the Lord does. And Daniel exemplifies that in his life, that he will not walk away from the standard that God had put in his heart. Daniel was a man of conviction. And I pray that as we walk through this today, that you'll begin to say, you know, because for so many of us, if I say, tell me about Daniel, you go, oh, my favorite story when I was a little kid. Daniel in the lion's den. Ah, oh, I love that story. And all kids love that. And, and I mean, you think about it, it's kind of gory. But, but, but it's a great story. And we know that he spent the night in a den full of lions. And we'll get to that story in a minute. But, uh, but when, he's, he's put up really to face, if you will, gruesome execution by these hungry, ferocious animals. But God, we see death, something else. But when you look at his life, Daniel just goes, you know what? I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to stand for God. God has stood for me, and he will enable me. And the dictionary says this, courage is the state or quality of mind that enables one to face danger or fear with self-possession, confidence, and resolution. And you know, that's what I'm hoping and praying, that us as a faith family... <coughs> can walk and can be a people of faith that have tremendous confidence, not in ourselves necessarily, not in one another, but in the Lord God. There's that scripture that I think about all the time when I think about finances. Some trust in horses and chariots, but I trust in the name of the Lord my God. And the church said, Amen. that's where you want to trust. You want to put your unswerving trust. That's what I loved about Mike Magoo. He had put his unswerving, confident faith in Jesus. If you weren't at the service, I didn't even know this, and I've been his pastor for a number of years. He got saved at a redneck Jeff Foxworthy concert. I love it. So fitting if you knew Mike, and we'll just park it there. Okay, Nancy, that was for Mike. Mike would have loved this today, wouldn't he? Okay, but courage. Courage means that you don't, run, you don't run into fearful circumstances. It means that when you run into them, you run in them, into them with confidence in who God is and what God's Word says and how God gives you His Holy Spirit and how He fills you. And it suggests here that we can be courageous in the midst of trials. There can be an expression of faith. An expression of faith. 
So we look at Daniel. He's, he's fully expressing the idea that God is the head of his life. And us today, in 2019, we need to express full devotion and allegiance to Jesus as a Daniel. <clears throat> look at it right there across the top. Message truth. Christian courage is the willingness to say and do the right thing regardless of the earthly cost because God promises to help and save you on the account of Christ. And I meant to put under that John Piper is a quote from John. I, I, I don't know. I was brain dead or something. I, I love this quote. I, I love John Piper. He's a tremendous teacher. And, uh, but this, it's an absolute truth that that's really what courage is. And this morning, as we look at it, Daniel has the ability or he has that courage that God's put in his heart, faithfulness of his heart, and then he lives it out that he won't defile himself. And we'll see some ways that he chooses that I want to be godly. I don't want to be of the world. And he's offered some ridiculous things to do. If he'll do those, he won't be punished. And yet Daniel counted the cost, paid the cost, stood up to the cost, and endured, persevered. And in his perseverance, the Lord did what? He delivered Daniel. You know, it's what, you know I'm asking you, do you have lines in faith? You go, oh, no, Pastor, I don't have that kind of faith. But I pray we can move to that kind of faith. But, you know, the story, we think it's all about the lion's den. Well, that's really, the lion's den is God's work. God, the lion's den is God's miraculous power delivering Daniel from the grips of being destroyed into pieces. But there's something greater here. It's his faith. It's his resolute that he just hangs in there, that he has a faith to live by. And, and, and I know this, Daniel served under different kings. And in 6, you see that there's a new king that he serves under, and his name is Darius. And this Darius is kind of a, a different kind of king than Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was a, a dictator. He was tall and in charge and was full of himself, and, uh, and his kingdom outgrew him, basically. But in this, we know that Darius, Darius was a, a delegator. He, he decentralized government. He appointed leaders. He, he had many people to serve in different offices, and, and different ones rose about three of them rose to the rank to rule, and one of those was Daniel. They'd be like the president or the prime minister or some kind of secretary of office, but he was powerful. But Daniel, you know, some say, well, you know, he was older maybe by now. Maybe he was 80 years old. I don't know, but he had lived a long life. And you think sometimes if, if you hit 80, maybe you could retire to Florida. Maybe you could retire and play golf the rest of your life. Maybe you could do something kind of easy, but not Daniel. Daniel's going to keep standing for God. He's going to keep being a man that he's like, God, I love you and I'm going after you. But look there. Look in Daniel chapter 6 with me. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. He appointed a high officer to rule over each province. And the king also chose Daniel and two others, as I just said, as administrators, to supervise. Verse 3, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. He was, Daniel was favored by God. How many of you want the favor of God? If you don't, you need it. Pray for it. I pray Psalm 5 over you often. I pray it over my life. Surround me, O Lord, with favor like a shield. It's not that I can be honored. It's that Christ can be glorified through my life, through your life. But it moves on down there. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Verse 4. <clears throat> then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. And I'd write, if you write in your Bible, I'd write the word jealous. 
They were jealous of him. They were envious of this guy. And, you know, we, we deal with that. I mean, don't, don't say anything out loud. You say, you know, I'm, I'm a little envious at work. I'm a little jealous of that person. They got the promotion. They got the raise. They got the corner office. They got the something. And here it is. It, it's, it's always been going on. But he concludes, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. This guy's a religious zealot. This guy is a religious dude. This guy, he loves God. He loves Jehovah. And we got to find something against him because, like, man, Daniel has got integrity. He's, he's got confidence. He's, he's, uh, uh, one translation says that Daniel has an excellent spirit. You really want to read the book of Daniel and get the fullness of Daniel, but we're, I'm just choosing in my allotted time this morning to focus on Daniel 6 as we try to walk through. Verse 6. <laughs> so the administrators of the high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. You always notice how they always kiss up? Just write down your Bible. That's what it says in the Greek. They kissed up. It didn't, but that's what it means. We're all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of the lines. And now, your majesty, issue and sign the law so that it cannot be changed and altered. The official law of the Medes and the Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. They told King Darius what they thought he wanted, needed to hear and what they wanted done. And, and yet Daniel proves that he is distinguished really above all others. We, we already read that. God had elevated this man, the tabloids of the day. Fox News, NBC, CBS, ABC, all, just name some social outlet. Nobody could find scum or dirt on this man. How many would love to have a Daniel show up in 2019? Except they would try to find something on him. I mean, man, every time I turn around, everybody's being slammed. I mean, how many of you desire to run for political office? That's what I thought. Okay, keep on. You know, you know, I really did. If I wasn't a preacher, I wanted to be in real estate or law. And if I didn't do that, I wanted to be in politics. I, I have this passion because I want to do the right thing. So if I can just imagine, uh, Keith, when you were in the third grade, you did something foolish. How many did anything foolish between birth and college? Raise your hands. No, raise, don't quit lying. Raise your hands. How many of you would like all that to be on the news this morning? Yeah. I mean, every time I see this, I'm like, man, thank God. Like, man, I didn't get saved till I was 19. I mean, I am so grateful for the blood of Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, I know you're glad for the blood of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Christ is great. He's magnificent. But here, we go on this courageous man. Daniel's got it. 153 verses on his life. <clears throat> before the lion's den. But it seems like that's what everybody remembers. The lion's den. And it is a miraculous feat. I mean, I don't know anybody else that's been throwing the lion's den and basically pet them. And, and uh, like, yeah, you don't know this, but Mike had a dog named Macy. And that dog was kind of ferocious looking, but the dog's kind of a wuss when I got to the house the other day. The dog knew something was wrong, and dog's just laying on the couch. And I think it's you, brother, or somebody, they've been rubbing his tummy for like the last seven days. That's going to be a messed up dog, Nancy. I don't know. But here, keep going. Courage. The real miracle here is what God does in him, and that he's faithful. And here's what I'd say to you. God came through for Daniel. I want to ask a question. Do you think God will come through for you? Let me ask you again. God came through for Daniel. Do you think God will come through for you? He will. Now, God asks us to be faithful. And we're faithless. He's forever faithful. 
He asks us to be consistent. And if you just wanted to write, I'm giving you just different words you could write in the notes. I've only got four blanks to fill in. But I'd write, Daniel was consistent. He had integrity. He was above others. He was above reproach. You know, Chaplain Leonard is not a perfect man. He's a good man. He's a noble man. I would call him a holy man. And I'm grateful for that. How about you, church? And the thing that I've admired about him is his consistency in his walk with Christ. And that's what we're looking for is consistent people here in our life to take courage as Daniel did. But only a courageous faith will keep us going when we're puzzled by our circumstances. Maybe you find yourself right now this morning or last week or next week, next month, you find yourself in a compromising situation. And I'd ask you to come back to this passage and just look and study the life of Daniel and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me courage to do the right thing. Give me courage to stand up for God. Give me courage to do no matter what the situation is. Help me to be strong. Look at this. Number one, God commands us to be courageous. There it is. And I've listed a passage not in the book of Daniel, but in Deuteronomy. Look at it there with me. Just stay seated, but read it with me. Be strong and courageous. Sounds like Joshua. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, the Lord says that to us a lot. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. I will not leave you alone. You are mine. I have adopted you. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. I am so grateful that I'm a son of Abba. That's what Romans 8 and other passages tells me. You're a son or daughter of God yourself by faith in Jesus Christ if you've placed your faith in him. So he goes here. So he commands us to be courageous and to be strong and to be fortified and to run after him and to pursue him. Now, let's move to the second one quickly. Courage always reflects our trust in God. If I'm a courageous person or you're courageous, then it reflects something going inside in on the inside of me, and I would say that is faith that is operational. I'd say that is the Lord God that dwells within you. In Philippians 1.28, it says, Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you, this is a sign for them that they will not be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. God was at work in them. There was not an empty soul. They were full of faith. You see, over and over in the book of Acts, and so many books of Scripture, you see these men and women that have faith, but not some dismal, discounted faith. They have a faith that is courageous. They have a faith that will stand. And we could just, you know, I could just do a series on, on faith or the faithful heroes or go to Hebrews 11 or whatever, the, the roll call of faith. <clears throat> but what I'd like for us to submit to this morning, do you have some faithful people in your life? that are mentors and role models and examples to you. But the bigger question would be this. Have you chosen by faith to be a person that would be courageous and would stand to the claims of Christ and run after Christ and persevere in, here, in Him and manifest courage that we trust in the power of God, but we trust in the, the character of God? And that's what it means to be a people of faith. We lean our ladder on a wall, if you will, a metaphor, metaphorically. We lean our ladder on the wall of Jesus. We lean our ladder on the person of Christ, and we put our full weight. Hey, hey have you ever been on a ladder, and it was a little shaky, and, and you were leaning, 
And then you were thanking God that something solid connected with it called, called a building. But have you ever done any something foolish as I have and tried to get up and do something on a ladder and it was less than stable and you leaned on it and it collapsed? Oh, it's not very pretty. I've told that story and I'll tell it quickly. I was about 17 years old working at TGNY. I just dated myself <laughs> on the Atlanta Highway. And we were in there hanging banners or something. And I had this college guy below me and some beautiful girl walked in and he decided to let go of the ladder and talk to her. I'm at the top of the ceiling. It was much higher than this. I mean, it was up there. And all I know is we were out in the middle of the floor and the ladder collapsed because he wasn't there. And Pastor Keith, I wasn't pastor, didn't know Jesus either. I didn't know I was Superman. And I flew across. I went flying off the ladder. I don't know what it was. I dove like this. And I made it to a pole. There was this monster pole. And I grabbed it. Now, I was lifting a lot of weight, so I was a lot stronger than I am today. And I grabbed that pole. And I hit it with such force. And when I hit it, coming down the pole was a thermostat. I ripped the thermostat off the wall, arm black and blue. And I hit the ground. And I didn't say praise Jesus. And it was not nice. The good thing is they let me go home for a couple of days with pay. But man... I gave that guy a lashing. Man, like, dude, what are you doing? He says, Keith, she was so pretty. I said, but I'm almost all so dead, you know? So anyway, true story. The reason I tell you that, I was leaning on something that was a little less than uh, secure. You lean on Jesus, he'll keep you secure, friend. I know I keep referring to him because he's the most current thing in my life, but Mike leaned on the everlasting arms of Jesus Christ. That's all I beg you to do every weekend is put your life in the hands of a holy God. Put your life in the presence of Christ. Get to know this Jesus more and more every day. So courage is a manifestation of faith. Here it is. It's courageous. It reflects our trust. And then I want you to see this. People with lasting influence, they always pray. I think that's interesting to me. If you'll move on down there to verse 10. Look at this. <clears throat> this is, I, I love this part. You know, I love anything about prayer. I love to preach on prayer. Uh, so let's go there. Verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. With his windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. See, here it is. Daniel was what? Consistent. And because of consistency, Daniel had influence. Do you see the principle for you and me this morning? When you are consistent in your walk of faith, I didn't say perfect, but when you purpose in your heart to be consistent through the power of the Holy Spirit, you have everlasting, eternal influence and impact on your community. How many believe that today? I believe that with all my heart. I believe that my 41 years in faith have qualified me for one thing, to have influence. Not because I'm special, I'm not, but my God is great. My God is magnificent. My God is faithful. My God has opened doors. My God has closed doors. How about your God? He gives you influence. And you know, as a Christian, you're to let your light shine. You know what I love about Daniel? His light so shined that people saw God. And I got to tell you, friends, I never thought our world would be as messed up as it is right now. I asked a guy the other day, he's a Vietnam veteran, a friend of mine. And I feel sorry for all my friends. My, my brother-in-law fought in Nam. And that was one of the most unjust wars 
And our country did them a disservice when they spit at them and screamed at them when they came home, broken bodies and parts missing on the Dallas tarmac. I still remember that as a kid. And all they had done, they had chosen to serve their country. And today you say, why are you getting so political, Pastor? All I'm saying is they stood, they, they were tall, they, they were faithful. I was grateful for them. But let's keep going here. So he prayed three times a day. And verse 11, then the officials went together to Daniel's house. You see, they knew, I'm going to find something in this religious system for this boy. They found him praying, asking for God's help. Last time I checked, that's a good thing to do. It's to pray to God and ask for help. And the church said, just circle it, asking for God's help. <clears throat> verse 12. So they went straight to the king and reminded him, by, hey, king, king, did you sign a law that for the next 30 days? Any person who prays, anyone divine or human except to you, your majesty, will be thrown in the den of lions? Where in the God's name did I get that voice out? I don't know. It just, in my head, it sounded one way, and I just heard it. Oh, help him, Jesus. I, hang on. But you got the point. Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It's an official law of the Medes and the Persians that cannot be revoked. It's unalterable, if you will. Then they told the king, that man, Daniel, he's one of the captains for Judah. He's ignoring you. He's ignoring you, king, and your law. He still prays to God three times a day. Praise God. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled. He tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested, thrown into the den of the lions. And the king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. See, the king knew he was a faithful man. He was a faithful God follower. In verse 17, a stone was brought, placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of the nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. You notice it says no one. Ah, I know a God who can. And then the king returned to his palace, spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. See, he liked Daniel. He cared about Daniel. He knew he'd been chinooked, rooked in this thing. Very early the next morning, the king got up, heard out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithful, able to rescue you from the lions? I'm so glad verse 21's there. Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so they would not, be, would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed in order that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. And you're going, oh, what a sweet story. Now, that's a true story. But as awesome and miraculous and supernatural, and it is, it's the faith, it's the courage. It's the character, it's the consistency of Daniel that I'm most impressed with, that I am turned on to because he followed God's plan even when it wasn't easy. I just ask you that this morning. Have an excellent spirit. When it's not easy to follow God, do you crash? Do you give in? No, do you compromise? You know, right now, oh, my goodness, I, I can't imagine another election's coming in a while. No, they've already started all the candidates and the race and the rhetoric. How many are as excited as I am right now? I want to announce this morning my candidate. No, heck no. No. It's just amazing. And all that stuff's going to come. But I want us to be people that are consistent, that run after God, that we trust God. So people, look at the third point. People with lasting influence, they do what? They pray. Let's say pray. 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 Church, that's our orders from God. Pray. 
We pray for our nation. We repent of our sin, humble ourselves that God might heal our land. How many believe Chronicles is not a fable, it's truth? But we have to repent. And we ask God to heal our hearts and our lives and our church and our relationships. And God, come help us to pray, to trust, to make good, courageous decisions. I like what the Scripture says, above all earthly laws stands the law of the living God. It says in Exodus, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make a graven image. Thou shalt not take my name in vain. Now, the whole Ten Commandments thing. But God is above all. And God was above Daniel. And God was above Daniel's circumstance of being uh, you know, unjustly accused for doing the right and noble thing. And then being in the lion's den, God delivered him. And you just, you just see the power of God when you read through Daniel. Really, when you read through Scripture, you see God's power. But here, we're really focusing today about the concentration of this man. This laser-focused, courageous trust in God. And so this morning, I'm just praying, God, make us, make me a person that will resolve not to choose the, the wrong way, the evil way, the path of the prince of this world called Satan. Help me to follow the prince of peace. Help me to follow you, Father, to obey your voice, Abba. Uh, this whole thing, that the, as I said earlier, they, they were jealous of Daniel. And I can, but but it's, it's it's interesting in this story because what happens is he gets um, he, he gets delivered as we read. But come on back to the story with me, okay? In verse twenty three, it says the king was overjoyed. There was not a scratch found on him in the den in the cave of a bunch of lions. But look at verse twenty four. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lions' den along with their wives and children. And the lions leaped on them, tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Guys, I don't want to be too gory, but that was gruesome. That was horrific. There was punishment. They thought they had one-upped. We never can one-up our God. Our God is faithful. Sometimes our God tests us. And in the test, I pray we can come through the fire. We can come through the lion's den with more spiritual resolve to trust Christ. This is a message for me this morning, for you. I don't know what you're going through or what you're going to go through, but this would be a word for you to go back to Daniel 6 and camp out in God's Word and say, God, you're faithful. Look at verse 4, or number 4. Men with lasting influence, women, people with lasting influence always will persevere. They endure. And that's what we are as the family of God. We are to be an enduring people for the generations. We persevere to the end how we give Christ glory. A man of prayer on the line named Daniel. He chose to remain faithful and courageous to God. He chose not to defile himself earlier in Daniel 1 to the king's food, the the, the, all the rich food of the king because he wanted to be royal and he wanted to be holy and he wanted to be noble and he wanted to be without defect and he wanted to be stronger and he was because God had honored that. He wanted to be faithful to his vows. But, oh, servant of the living God, God delivered Daniel. So a thought this morning is, has God delivered you? Do you believe God will deliver you from the situation that you find yourself in? I think he will. I think he can. I think he does. And I don't know where you're going to go. I don't know what our rocky road is going to look like. 
you know, it's always amazing right here because we think tomorrow, tomorrow I'll do this. Next year I'll do this. We don't know. Mike shows me that more today than I knew yesterday. We don't know that we have tomorrow. But today, this day, by faith, I will choose to live for Christ. And the church said, today you decide to live for Christ. Today you commit yourself to the Lordship of Jesus. Don't put it off. You might not have tomorrow. And, you know, like the, the banquet, you know, and the man, they, they needed oil for their lamps and they went out to get some and then the doors got locked and it was too late. <clears throat> well, don't be too late with this Jesus. Trust him today. Love him today. Let him lead you today and make you a person. Isn't it great that you be known that you're a person that stands firm and courageous and people go, I ain't got anything to say about you. You're so stinking good. You're so... Religious, I don't even like the word religious, but you know what I'm saying. You're so godly. You're so Christ-like. You stand firm in your faith. You purpose to do the right thing. And let me just go ahead. We're having a parenting conference. You've ever heard about that? Guys, sign up. Hey, guys, I did youth ministry for almost 20 years. I've been a senior pastor 23 years. I've raised my kids. I'm doing this now so I don't mess my grandkids up. And we, we all need training. I'm so glad Jim's going to be here. So please sign up. We're trying to give you tools. Church in the city said... And the church in the city said, it's, it's 20 bucks. If you ain't got $10 or something, come see me. I'm serious. I ain't even asked my wife, but, I, but I'll pay it. I want you here, church. Friday night at Evangel, Saturday morning here. Our team's going to lead us in worship that morning. We're going to learn, and we're going to grow, and we want to be effective parents. How many want to be effective parents for Jesus and grandparents? Like, no, I want to be the unruly, unholy group in Montgomery. I want the wild hellions that everybody runs when they see us. God help you now. May he deliver you like he delivered Daniel. Y'all know what I'm saying, don't you, church? I just thought I'd throw that in as a little free blur, man. I'm kind of passionate. Hey, this week I get to go on Channel 12 with my friend, and we're going to talk about the parenting conference. Yeah, pray for me. Probably TV will probably tear up. All right, here we go. All right. So. Grow your inner life because it flows out. Pray and call on the living God and persevere in your faithfulness for the long haul and honor Christ. Listen to this. I, I could go on. Oh, oh, let's move down here. So then King Darius sent the message to the people in verse 25 of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he, oh, I love this. Man, I'd underline it. I'd get somebody's lipstick right now and color it. For, I'm just kidding. For he is the living God. He will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His rule will never end. He rescues and he saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus. Cyrus the Persian. And the Bible says, that's the rest of that story. And it's a good it's story. So here, let me give you a couple verses just to write down. Because in my study, I felt like these are verses that might help you and courageous. Psalm 138, verse 3. On the day I called you, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. I would substitute the word. You made me bold. You made me courageous in my soul. And then Philippians 1.14. Most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, Paul speaking, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. 
Paul was a faithful, consistent, courageous voice for the Almighty. May it be said of us in our generation, you are a voice for truth. You are a voice for light. You are a voice for God. And I'll close with this verse if the team will come. Team, you come and we'll do our closing song. I found a passage in the New Testament. It's the Gospel of Mark, the 15th chapter, verse 43. <laughs> and it talks of Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea came a prominent member of the council who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. He, the scripture says, he gathered up courage and he went in before Pilate and he asked for the body of Jesus. Now you're saying, what's so profound about that? Well, man, he's asking for the body of Jesus, the one that they had crucified. But he was bold, he was courageous, and he asked, and, and God granted him his request, or the king did, and they were able to. I'll close with this quote today, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the old German theologian, it's so rich. Being a Christian is less about cautiously avoiding sin than about courageously and actively doing God's God, help us to actively pursue and get in on and embrace your will for our lives. Let's pray together. Father, I'm grateful for men and women and boys and girls and teenagers of faith. And Father, I pray that you would deepen our faith this morning because of being in your presence and sitting under your word and singing songs of worship but God, affect our heart, transform our hearts in your presence right now. God, we know where we have been not full of courage. We repent and we ask that you fill us with courage and boldness this morning to walk with and after our Savior in his steps. Lord, thank you for this story that is so old but so true. Thank you for Daniel, God. Thank you for his faith to pray. God, teach us to pray. Thank you that he stood. Teach us to stand. But help us to call upon the name of Jesus wherever we find ourselves until we meet again. In the name of Jesus Christ, God's people said, Amen. Amen.